Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Boston University Podcast, a podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie, I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we're taking a glance over the Rainbow Bridge with spiritual medium Nicole Glosser. So we've teased this for quite some time. It's been months. Yeah, it's been a while. We had your reading with uh, spiritual medium, Nicole, mm-hmm. and then we went on the podcast and we talked about how amazing it was and we talked about Opal a little bit. Yeah. And we said, hey, why don't we try and do an episode with Nicole? I yes. feel like that'd be awesome. Yep. And, and then it was the coordination of two very busy lives. Yes. <laughs> but we are here now and we have Nicole with us. Thank you for joining us, Nicole. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course, we're really excited about this. And I know this is a little bit, um, what's the word? Not really like on brand for us, other than the fact that dogs are involved. Right. But this is something that I think because of what happened to John and I with losing Opal and, you know, just being in the field that we are with animals, how many animals we lose, that this is something that can really help people that are, you know, suffering with the loss of someone. Right. So um, I think it's a really good topic to talk about for our listeners. So if anybody is interested in this, I wanted everybody to get like a little taste of what John and I got. And we got a lot of closure. I would say it made me feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah, definitely. And the best part is, Nicole, you're in, you're South, right? No, she's Michigan. I'm I'm Michigan, yeah. Oh, oh, because we found you through somebody who lives in Virginia. I used to live in Virginia. We moved up here almost five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do everything virtual, which is amazing. And just yeah. like how dog training, we didn't think that would work. Yeah. And then- no, what do I say? I mean, dog training was like the last thing. Like if you did virtual dog training, I'd laugh in your face like two years ago. But now I'm like, no, it really actually works. Yeah. So I, I, same, same wavelength for sure. So could you tell us a little bit about, I know you've already told us in the readings, but for our listeners, how do you, I, I guess, communicate and perceive communication? So the way that I receive information from spirit is I see, hear, and feel. So a lot of the time they'll show me how they appeared in this physical life before they passed on. Sometimes they show me imagery or symbols. Sometimes I see written words. By hearing it's similar to how when we think to ourselves or read to ourselves and we hear our own thoughts, that's how I hear spirit. And for everybody that's listening, sometimes Nicole's getting <laughs> yes. messages, so she will pause sometimes. So it's it's not our connection. It's just she's doing her thing. Yes, yeah, sometimes I just have to take a minute and collect um, the energies and ask them to step back a moment. But see, hear, and feel. So seeing the imagery, seeing their physical self, hearing them, and feeling. Sometimes they'll have me feel physical sensations, or they'll have me feel pressure on a certain part of my body. Um, to draw attention to that area. Actually, a lot of time when pets come through, uh, especially with cats and dogs, I'll feel a brush up against my leg. Or sometimes I'll feel like, I don't know if, if you've ever had a pet that curled up next to your head. So like I'll feel like that pressure, that warmth next to my head. That's so but, cool. But yeah, so it's, it's pretty interesting. So that's the way that I connect and I receive messages um, from spirit. Very cool. And Correct me if I'm wrong. Do I remember that when you were younger, your childhood dog came through and kind of helped you through the tough time of realizing that you were a medium? I've always had dogs my entire life. So I actually had this Shih Tzu when I was young um, that passed away actually when I was in college, I believe. And as I was going through in my early 20s, trying to understand my abilities, um, 
her name was Sushi. Oh my God, I love that. Because <laughs> she was like, because we had a family friend who also actually passed away. She was black and white and had like one blue eye. And he's like, oh, she looks like a sushi roll or something. <laughs> so her it. name was Sushi. So she would come and I would feel her soul, you know, come and sit with me and curl up by my lap. She, her and I were really close um, when she was here in this physical life. So I still believe that she visits me a lot of the time, especially when I'm having like hardships and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. so was that weird for you in the beginning? It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Although my entire life, I've always seen, heard and felt things that I didn't understand. Um, but it was really neat because my grandmother came to me again, also in my early 20s. And we were estranged, but she came to me and said, you know, hey, I know I know you see and hear things that other people don't. And I was like, oh, no, because at that point in my life, I thought, okay, I'm crazy. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Right. So this grandmother who I didn't grow up with comes into my life. It's like, I know that this happens to you. And she said, it runs in the family. And I was oh. like, what? <laughs> so she started teaching me this. And this is the same time that my dog was coming through and visiting with me. So I was like, okay. All this is connecting. It's all the divine kind. So I'm not crazy. Right. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm constantly telling people that. I'm like, uh, you're not crazy if you think you sense a a past loved one or a past pet that's, that's coming through for you. Definitely not crazy. I love it. I wish I could do it. So cool. I really, I, I like watch you and I'm like, this is so awesome. Like, I wish I could do this type of stuff. You'd be talking all day. I would. You could talk to a wall. So. It's true. It's true. Um, so, I mean, for us, obviously you already did our, we had, we've had like what, two readings so yeah, far? Yeah, two. Two. And each time our dogs have come through, I don't want to like go into it and like say like, oh, well, this is what happened. And she was right about this and that. Like, is there anything going on for right now that are any spirits coming through that you could Talk about Talk opportunistic about, Yeah, spirits. opportunistic spirits. <laughs> um, so I keep seeing you guys with a larger property with more land. Very good. Very That's good. what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they keep talking about is there's going to be more land. And it's interesting because I don't know. I don't even. It almost looks like obstacle courses, but it's not obstacle courses. Like for dogs. You understand this? Okay. But it's small. Okay. But they, there's more land, but I don't know why you would have obstacle courses. <laughs> so we we're in the process of buying a farm. Uh, oh. So we're actually like under contract, which has been a long time coming. So I was going to say earlier when we did our last reading, you kept saying, what's in August? What's in August? And I was like, I have no idea. Nothing's in August. We're closing in August. So like oh, at yay! the time... At the time, that wasn't a thing. We didn't even see the house. We yet. didn't even see the house yeah. yet. We hadn't. We hadn't even visited this house. We haven't. We hadn't looked at it. And you. You kept saying like the spirits were circling August, and I was like, I have there, literally nobody's birthday, n- nothing. And then you were like, No, it's good. Something's happening in August, and absolutely, hopefully, everything goes through. Something's happening in August. My mom listens to this, and she's going to be really offended when you said nobody's birthday. Oh, oh crap! <laughs> I'm not editing that out either. <laughs> oh, she's well, gonna hate me. That's so exciting, though. Yes. So we're, I guess, can we say it? Yeah, we can yeah, say so it. So we're buying nine acres. <gasps> Yay! And it's technically right now it's a horse farm. So I don't know if that's what you're seeing, like the obstacle courses and stuff like that. Um, we do want to do like a homestead type of situation where we want to like plant things and like chickens. have chickens and goats and stuff. So. 
that could be it as well. But that's very funny how that was coming through just now. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't, it's definitely, or, you know, what they're showing me is this is happening, this is happening. And um, I don't know why they keep talking about, so I know, are you guys planning on doing something with a rescue? We're on the board of rescue right now. Okay. So, and, and then there's a foundation connected. Is that right? So Opal's, Opal's foundation, the Opal okay. foundation. Now, why do I feel like you will bring in animals temporarily and then find them homes, but a very short term? Do you so understand that's, that? that's what I want to do. So obviously like, you know, I have to make money. So I'm going to have clients that are paying clients that they want their dogs to come get positive reinforcement training with us. We're going to do kind of like, um, like a rehabit, a rehabilitation situation so dogs will come for a certain period of time depending on their severity of their issues and stuff but we also in terms of with the rescue if there is a dog that needs to be pulled from the shelter because it's on the verge of being euthanized volox which is the rescue that we're on the board of would pull the dog from the shelter and then it would come and stay with us and we would train the dog and then hopefully find it a home from our house yes yes that totally makes sense from what they're showing me then they're talking about um you need to bring on more volunteers well, yeah, we're drowning right now, like after COVID. Well, there's there was the situation of nobody being able to volunteer because of COVID. And then now that the restrictions are lifted, it's hard to find people to come back. Right. Because everyone's yeah. either still not ready to socialize or they found other things to do, which I don't blame them because it was a year and a half. It's going to, it's going to have, everything's going to happen really quickly because they're showing me like you get the the house, the land, and then bam, 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 everything's going to happen quickly. People are going to come to you. You're going to have like, every, it just all happens really, really fast. Like from August I wonder, to September. I wonder fast, about fast, the volunteers fast. if it's more so with the house to help fix up the house. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Because it's going to be both. <laughs> so it's, it's a horse farm. So the barn is a six stable horse barn, but it needs to be converted for dogs. So like, okay. And, because it's a much bigger house, much bigger mortgage. Like we need to get things moving quickly to to have everything kind of work the way it's supposed to. So we have to we have to climate control the the barn, put down turf, get it ready to go. So that's going to take a bit. So we were talking literally yesterday. I think we were saying who's going to help with what. Yeah. Like who's going to like my best friend Alyssa. Her husband does AC work and and electric and stuff. So um, no, sorry, Frank does electric. And Tim does electric, so Frank does AC. Tim does electric. Yes, there you go. My brain hurts right now. <laughs> I was just gonna say they they keep talking about call on your network, call on your network. I feel like you even have more people that you're not asking for help. Do you understand? It's possible people that want to, people that <laughs> okay. actually want to be a part of this, that are in your lives, but it it might not be somebody that you would have thought of at the top of your like head. immediately. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like don't be afraid to send out like it's so funny because they're showing me like the bat signal, like Batman bat signal. <laughs> Wait, why are they showing you that? To call on to, like, Batman. Oh, because I was gonna to say call we, on help. we call my dad Batman. We always say that he's Batman. <laughs> like because he has that shirt. I don't know if you've ever seen this shirt. It's absolutely hysterical. Where the shirt says. I'm not saying I'm Batman, but you've never seen the two of us in the same room. And then when you flip the shirt over underneath where the stomach part is when you put it over like if you put a shirt over your head it's yeah. literally the batman face oh, so like he'll so like funny. flip a shirt over and it's like on him so that's really funny that you said that yeah so maybe they're saying you know don't be afraid to call on your dad for okay. assistance and, and guidance and everything like that or 
Yeah, because that's interesting because I was like, Batman signal? That's not one of my symbols. <laughs> it's not your forte. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of more of a Marvel person, but you know. <laughs> that's funny. I wonder I wonder if that's what they're saying. So, um, yeah, so that's our situation right now. But, yeah, I guess there are definitely some people that we need to be calling on for some help. And I'm sure there are people who really do want to help us Yeah, that uh, maybe we're nervous to reach out to. Yeah, so they want to talk about also one more thing because they're like, you guys need to continue with this interview. And I'm like, okay. But they're talking about um, you need to move quickly with all of this before December. So I don't know what's the big significance of getting stuff done before December. I know that's the holiday season and everything like Mm -hmm. that. But they're talking about like create deadlines. They're talking about very, very, very fast in September. Like things are going to move fast between August and September. And then there's some kind of deadline, like get it done by December. Hmm. And I don't, I don't know if they're meaning. Give me one second. They're talking about you need to have all your ducks in a row, all the legalities, all the paperwork, get it all organized. There's not enough organization. No, with all they're of this. totally right. They know that we've done nothing. like we have in our minds what we need to do it's just been so crazy lately with my surgery and stuff that like we haven't actually gotten to sit down and like do the paperwork you're right that's exactly what it is that we haven't actually physically done that part yet and that's what we need to do yeah and it's I think they they say don't don't um I think sometimes you you might feel very overwhelmed because your list is so long so break up your list into days like just give yourself snapshots two or three things. things that you have to yeah and don't think oh my gosh I have to get all this stuff done by the end of the month just give yourself a little bit to do each day yeah we can do that like this we got to get back in our grind we've been a little came off vacation and you had your surgery mm-hmm. so it's been it's been a lot lately yeah there's a lot happening mm-hmm. that is a lot happening but it's all very exciting I it feel is. Like this is all really really good stuff that's happening yeah um and this will be really good for not just your your family but your extended family both sides I don't know how (laughs) well I do have to say I think both sets of parents of ours are extremely proud of what we're doing and they're really excited to see it like like both dads are like all right what do we plant because they love to plant they love to to grow stuff and and like I mean this is all they talk about this time of year and I think they're both excited to like get on the land and like do stuff but your dad said what is he buying he wants to buy like a Something to Something just to ride, ride around, around on. on the nine acres. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, good reason. Good reason to get an ATV. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's so funny. They keep going on and on about this. So I apologize if I keep running on. But they're talking about you'll end up doing fundraisers in the spring on your property. That's what I want to do. I want to, especially for Volox or any of, even just any rescue that needs the help because we have we have the space to you know, do adoption events and, and do like, if we have the goats, we have the chickens, like that's something for people to want to like get them there and then they can see the dogs that are up for adoption and, and just see what we're trying to do. I also want to do, and I know you've mentioned this before that I want to do the therapy program for for the dogs and stuff. So I want to have a space for dogs to come and get certified by us to be therapy dogs. And then we do the job that we want to do. We want to invite, you know, if there's a kid who is, um, you know, nervous around dogs. Like this is a great situation for them to come to our house to just chill on the couch and have either Oakley or any other dog that I certified to just kind of like ease them into it. Or like someone who like an older parent who just lost their spouse and is like super depressed, like them come and just, and they don't have a dog and they can come and like, just like relax. Like I want to have that space for people to 
get their life back together and, and really like be revitalized and, and love animals and just move forward with that. So that's what I want. I think that's so beautiful because that totally ties into what I believe that animals purpose is for us, you know, to our interactions with animals, especially, you know, of course I've, I've been more a dog person my whole life and I still am. Same I girl, dog. same. So, <laughs> but I really feel like our pets are supposed to play a huge role in trying to teach us unconditional love. I think it's something animals have mastered mm-hmm. and they, they live in the present moment. Like they I say have it all the so time. much to teach us in that sense of being, teaching us the unconditional love, teaching us how to feel worthy of receiving love. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're sitting with a dog and they're loving on you and looking at you like you're the best thing in the whole, wor- whole world, you, you can't help but think, yeah. okay, I can't be that bad. Yeah. No, and you don't, re- you don't question it. You don't, you right. don't think like, oh my God, this dog, like I don't, de- like, well, sometimes I do say I don't deserve our dogs, but you know, it's more of a joking matter. Like I know we're supposed to be together. Like I was just looking at Tishy. We call her Tishy now. Her name was Tasha, but I, I don't, it doesn't Aww. fit her. So I call her Tishy and I'm looking at her. She slept all night in bed with us and she, she never used to do that in Keyport because our floors were hardwood. I didn't realize. I just thought that she didn't like to be in the bed. Um, but now that we're here at my parents' house and they have carpet, she feels comfortable getting down off the bed because she's older and she has bad hips. Um, she slept all night with us and I was just looking at her this morning and I was like, oh my God, I just love you so much. Oh, I want to bite you. And <laughs> like, you're right. Like they are in the moment. They are not thinking, well, what's going to happen next? They're not overwhelmed. They're not like thinking about what do they have to do? And, and we could take a really hard lesson with that. And, and I feel like a lot of times we struggle with, uh, yeah with that yeah they, and they don't hold grudges no nope. so it's it's not like oh you got mad at me because I took food off your plate yesterday <laughs> so now you know I'm still scared of you or anything like yeah. that it's like hey I love you yeah yep they're, <laughs> so they're on that. to I, the next <laughs> yes exactly I really feel like they're a part of the animals that come into our lives I feel like are a part of what a lot of people call our soul group so that they play a big role of um our growth here on this earth in this physical lifetime I feel like they come into our lives exactly when we need them mm-hmm. because you know how different animal personalities, yeah. you need a certain type of personality in a certain part of your life and vice versa for, uh, like if you're struggling through a hard time, you need a really loving pet. If you want, if you're struggling to get out of the house, you need an active pet that forces yeah. you to go for walks. And I think they come into our lives exactly when we need them. And I think a great thing is that when we do lose a pet and they go to the other side, that they still send other pets to us. Like I loved learning that the first time I heard that from a, a, a pet soul and they came through during a reading and they're like, tell her I'm sending her another dog. Wow. And you know, it was so funny because I actually have a client that I just read a couple weeks ago. And the first time I read her was back in October. And I told her, I said, I'm so sorry. Did you, did you lose a dog? And she said, yes. I said, he's coming through and he's talking about sending you another dog in June. She goes, no, I don't want any more dogs. I can't <laughs> go through this again. Yep. I can't have the heartache. I said, I'm so sorry. I really keep seeing a dog in June. She called me again, like in January, still saw the dog in June. Ta- called me again in March. I'm like, I still see this dog in June. Because <laughs> I'm not coming. getting a dog. She's like, I swear, I'm not going to get a dog. I can't get a dog. My apartment won't let me get a dog. And I said, I totally understand this. But I'm telling you, you're animal, your loved animal, your pet on the other side is saying they're sending you a dog. So I just read her a couple weeks ago and, you know, it being July now and she's like, okay, you know, I kept saying that there was going to be a dog sent to me in June. She goes, I didn't get a dog, but I have new neighbors that moved in in the beginning of June and they had a dog and 
I pet sit for them. They had to move out, but I still pet sit for them. And they, I watch their dog. Okay. And, she goes, and I have this intense connection with this dog that I like, she'll watch him. She works from home. So she watches the dog all day at home. Yeah. And she's like, my connection with this dog is like any, like none other connection I've That's had with so any weird. animals other than that animal, that dog that had passed away back in the fall. Yeah. And she said, you know, I kept telling myself, Nicole's nuts. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm not getting a dog, but somehow a dog still came into my life. It's not always right as literal. It. It's not always it's exactly not. what we think. And that's, that's exactly. crazy that that happened. Like what you were just saying before, like them coming into your lives at certain times. Like I've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, but Oakley, our big guy, he was abused. He was from the South. Horrible separation anxiety. I was always a trainer from the very beginning that thought just positive reinforcement. We don't need medication. There's nothing that we can't fix with just like really consistent, normal, positive reinforcement training. And how wrong I was. Like I was so naive being a young trainer and Oakley came into my life, just like you said, and was, and like taught me so much because he got to the point where he, he was going to, he was probably going to kill himself if he, if he continued the way he was getting out of the crate, like he, he ate a whole in the door and got his head stuck. And if we didn't just go to like the grocery store and come back, he would have strangled himself. I would have came home to a dead dog. And at that moment, I realized I was like, he needs medication. He absolutely does. There's no, if if I don't, he's going to hurt himself. So, and that brought me into a whole different realm of learning about medications and how they can be used, not as a last resort, but to start off with so we can make sure there's no extra trauma. There's no extra like really scary stuff that goes on for them. It shouldn't be a last resort. Same with people, right? Like if someone's depressed Absolutely. or has anxiety, we're not going to wait for to really hit the fan. We're, we're going to want to fix it immediately. And right. he's taught me so much in that, but also getting me into the therapy program. I didn't know about therapy program before him. I didn't really know anything about that, especially as a trainer. He has taught me so much as just one dog has, re- and the trainings that he does with other dogs, because he's so good with other dogs, he's, He's like a, he's like an in-between. He's a new, he's, he's Switzerland. Like he's neutral. He's not <laughs> obsessed with other dogs. So he's not in dogs faces, but if a dog is reacting at him cause they're scared, he doesn't react at all. Like he is literally like, I was, I call flatline, even though I know that's not a good thing, but like he is literally <laughs> flatline in these situations. And it's so beneficial for dogs that are, are really struggling with being dog friendly. He gives them right. a platform to learn and to trust and again, I didn't have that before him. He taught me three major things and has really like, in terms of, I we always joke, like, you know, the commercial where like the guy says, nobody pays me in gum. Like I always say like, okay, yeah. like, like he doesn't get a paycheck. He's like, where's my paycheck? <laughs> Cause he does so much for these dogs. Like he doesn't even realize. And I don't know. And you can, if there's any information on this, like if this was his purpose or not to come to us and to really help all these dogs, all these clients really be who they're supposed to be by just being himself. And I, I adore right. this dog. He's amazing. And it's so funny because I love all of that. That's such a beautiful story. But I keep hearing, tell her to actually pay attention to how he's not being reactive to the way they're wording it, the dramatic dog. <laughs> just like how maybe us as humans should not be so reactive to the dramatic people. And allowing them the space to move through that feeling of let me get this off my chest Mm -hmm. and then seeing beyond that. Do you know what I mean? So like if you have somebody who's like really 
animated or, or, uh-huh. you know, like dramatic. And it's, you just totally turned off by that person's energy, you know, give them a moment yeah, because they might calm down if they see that you're not feeding back what they're giving you. I feel like this is so a direct like- message to me because I have been very, I am like, I'll say I, I've been at my wits end emotionally lately. So like for me, I've definitely not been as tolerant towards other people as I usually am. I am a very, I'm normally a very, very tolerant person, but like recently I've been like, I just, and I won't do anything. I just like shut it down and I can't. So like, I think that's definitely towards me right now. Cause I, I need to get myself back to where I was before we moved in with them and our, right. my parents. Well, see, and, and that's just, it just goes to show you that Oakley has so much to offer to teach, not just these other dogs, but you yeah, and people your in general and like that. Yeah. 100%. It's amazing. I mean, if we really pay attention to our pets, it it's it's really amazing the things that we can learn from them. Yeah. You know, and they can sense energy so easily. Like, you know how when you're having a rough day and the right dog comes up to you and loves on you and you're like, "Oh my gosh, how did you know I need that?" Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I, we hear people say that all the time when like we have family come over or friends and stuff and they're just having a rough time and like our dogs will literally go up to them and like, even like Pudge, like she's a total brat. I mean, she's feral. She's literally from a hoarding case. She's like biologically, she really shouldn't even be here like in that kind of sense. So she's not the easiest dog and she's not right. always the most loving. She's very reactive. She barks a lot, um, whether it's because she's scared or she's, you know, looking for attention. Like she, we call her a brat because she just, she just is. She has that personality. But there are some times and because she's not as loving, recently um this past saturday my parents had their best friends over and we were all hanging outside and she would strategically go and sit on someone's lap and they'd be like oh my god pudge is sitting on my lap like they were so they were like she loves me like they were so happy because it's different like oakley loves everybody so like that's not like you don't feel like you feel special but you don't feel like oh my god like he picked me like if pudge goes and sits on your lap and doesn't like bite you like you're good like like you're really like you're special and I think like I could see it multiple times on Saturday people like oh my god Pudge is on my lap like they didn't know what to do (laughs) they didn't want to get too excited because they didn't want to scare her off but it's just funny how each dog even though she's not like Oakley or Tasha like she she still has her value in that and people will pick up on that and be like oh my god like Pudge Pudge is loving up on me right now this is cool right yes oh I love that yeah so I remember, and I want to kind of like bring up Opal because I think like her situation, I don't know if she's coming through or she's even by you right now, but that first time that we had that reading with you, you were like, why do I feel like I can't see? And I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's so cool. Like you knew nothing about us, didn't know what we did for a living. And you were like, why do I feel like I can't see? Why am I blind? And I was like, we had a blind dog and she just passed away not too long ago. And it was just so crazy how she came through that way. And I Oh God, that was for us. Cause that was, I mean, I've lost dogs and I know you have too, but, um, Opal was hard because she was a baby. She was only a year and two months old. And that was really rough. Like she had a neurological issue that it's much harder than when a dog has lived, lived like a really good long life and they're just old. Yeah. She never right. had it good. No, she never had it good. She maybe, she, you know, she started seizing eight months in, but she, you know, couldn't see. So that's tough, right? She had to learn how to live and, and get around. And that, again, like you said, they all come to us at a certain time. And in no way, shape, or form did we want another dog when she plopped into our laps. No. We weren't looking for that. But she taught us how to train a blind dog. Like, I feel like these dogs just keep adding things to our repertoire. 
Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> well, and the interesting thing is, as soon as you guys said she never had it good, I heard, nope, 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 nope. Tell them stop. Don't think that way because they gave me all the good that I needed. Now I'm going to cry. Oh, <laughs> she was such a good girl. She really was. You guys gave her the love that that she wouldn't have gotten it from anyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you saw you loved her unconditionally. Yeah. Which that's not very common with humans and finding a pet or, you know, just like you said, you know, you weren't looking for a dog, probably not a special needs dog, no. <laughs> but you needed her at the same time she needed both of you. Yeah. So it, it was, um, I just heard short lived, but loved much. Oh, she's a good girl. <laughs> and she said, she's the one that planted the seed. She keeps talking about planted the seed. Was she the one you started the foundation off of? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we yeah. have, um, we have, it's called the Opal Fund. Um, and basically we raise money if, cause if people are in the same situation that we were, she was seizing, seizing uncontrollably. I was pregnant, you know, and we didn't have a ton of money to spend $5,000 on an MRI. It's a really, right. and the MRI doesn't fix the problem. It just right. tells you what the problem is. And then you have to like spend more money on whatever medications and stuff that she did. So with the situation, we decided to spend that money on her on medication that could possibly help her. So we did what we could at the time. But once she passed, you know, John really got down to it. And he was like, I want to help other people that were in our situation that couldn't afford this. So mm -hmm. that's we, we raise money to if people put an application, this is what's going on. And we give a grant towards their their cost of the MRI. So that's, that's what she started for sure. Yeah. I feel like that's something that, um, she keeps talking about, I'm sorry. She keeps talking about that's something that needs to be built up. Yeah. We've been slacking on that a little bit. We just have so many moving parts to our lives. Yeah. It needs, so she's talking about, here's the thing is that you guys have so much potential and so much love that it's all kind of like, um, it's interesting the way she's showing it. It almost looks like a firework. So you're in the center, but you're going in all di dire different directions. Okay. So it, you need to prioritize and create a hierarchy. Okay. What are we focusing on? Say Monday is a focus on um, education for you guys, uh -huh. you know, learning how to do something. And Tuesday would be a focus on the foundation. Wednesday, you know, like half yeah. of your day yeah. when you schedule it in that sense. Um, when things calm down, she's like, Things are kind of just yeah. all up in the air right now. So it's, this is like when things come down and it's able to be organized. Um, she's talking about use free promotion. So I don't know if she's talking about social media or like um, asking friends to share kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like I see it's so interesting because she's showing me like banners. And I don't, I don't know why she's showing me banners. It almost looks like, you know, when you go to a craft show mm -hmm. or something like that. And they have those big yeah. vinyl banners hanging on the side of a tent. Yeah. I don't know why she's showing me that. Um, I think that's part of the fundraiser in the spring. So she's showing me white tents okay. and white chairs and all that kind of stuff. So she says, don't try to rush everything, but start planning as soon as you can and do a little bit at a time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause I um, think we're definitely in that mode right now where like things feel so overwhelming. So we do nothing. Yeah. 
And that's, yeah. that's definitely where I've been emotionally. I'm like, I just, just so many things in my brain. And then I, I get overwhelmed and I just don't do a thing. She says, you need a binder for, you have so many things. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's showing me like, create a binder for each branch, you know? Yeah. So you've got your training, the therapy, the foundation, um, the homestead. Mm-hmm. She, oh, she goes, are you guys naming it? Your land? Well, she's yeah. talking about excited about the name. Well, we, we haven't, we haven't sat down and made sure, but we really do like the, what was, what did you say you wanted it to be? Well, a, a canine rehab facility. Yeah. Or rehab center. Yeah. Boston University Canine Rehab Center, something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. Cause you know, when, because we do positive reinforcement, I don't want people to, we put like board and train. When you hear board and train, you think like a dog's going away for a month and going through boot right. camp. Like that's not what this is. Like it's all positive reinforcement and like, just similarly like we're doing with you right now, I want clients to be virtually watching everything we're doing with their dogs. Like there is not right. one thing that's going to go on that they won't know about. And cause that's like a big thing is like, you never send your dog away cause you really don't know what's going to happen to them. But like with us, I want everybody to know this is what's going on. You watch everything that we do. So when you get your dog back, you know what to do. It's not it's not like it's, oh, well, the dog's going to come back perfect because that's not how it works. Consistency is key, and I want people to understand that they they need to be consistent as well, and they need to follow what we're doing. They need to do exactly how we do and make sure that they have the right, I don't know the right word, like their heart is in it. Like that's a lot of what I do, I think, recently is like a lot of people will get a dog, and they they're, they just want a dog, and they yeah. don't realize that they need to emotionally understand their dog. That's the Absolutely. disconnect. It's they think you throw commands at a dog and they become a good dog. That's not what it is. Unless you're listening to what your dog needs and you're you're taking hold of that and you say, okay, like my dog needs more exercise. My dog needs more time with me. That's given right. willingly, not that they have to go take the toilet paper roll from the bathroom to get my attention. And that's what people miss out the most on having a dog in general. And that's what I want people to understand is like it's not just command based. That's not what we're doing. We're not just right. doing commands. We're understanding what these dogs need so it's, they can be better for us. Right. It's an energy exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And it's you. I think when you create that energetic bond, that's something that stays with you forever, you know, beyond this physical life. So that's why I think it's just, it's so, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think you're absolutely right with teaching people how to follow through with what you start. Yeah. Um, do you have videos? I do. Yeah. I send videos to my clients all the time. Yeah. Cause I feel like even that's something that you could offer as a program. Yes. We've thought about that. We have so many things. That we've thought about. <laughs> so many like different types of scenarios of doing this. Like also like I want to train trainers. I want to train yes. other dog trainers to do what I do. And you know, there's just, there's just so much of him and I to go around like, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. I just want to clone the both of us so we can like do all these things at once, but it's just not the case. Yeah. And I, I feel like that, that if you, if you prioritize though, if you figure out, okay, what do we need to focus on? Cause that's what, that's what is so interesting. Cause I still feel like where's the, the music connection again. I don't know. Who's the person? Is there I like, mean, John, who, John who used to play. Music? Yes, John used to yeah, play. Not me. Piano when I had one, but we sold it with the house. You had a, you had a guitar. And a guitar. 
But he likes, he is way more the music buff and into how music is made and stuff than I am. Okay. So I don't know why, because I think that came up before with music with him. I think so too. Um, One of the readings was discussed. Maybe your grandma. I don't know if it's like creating the music for like background music or if it's creating music. This is so interesting. Because I don't know why they're talking about, oh, no, no, okay. Have, Have we talked about you potentially down the road doing like animal Reiki? We did. We did mention that. Yeah. Down the road. Down okay. The road. Cause, but I almost feel like, cause I keep hearing meditation with pets and then creating background music for the meditation with pets, but also just like the music connection. And then your, where's the artwork again? Okay. That's painting. Yes. I paint. Yeah. Um, this is all because you need to bring in more people. <laughs> That's you what I keep saying. Hands, I know more men on deck, more men. on deck. You know, deck, I have I to like just say it after COVID. Nobody wants to work. I just yeah. have to put it. Nobody wants yeah. to work. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I know. And then there's been a lot of like, you know, before, before COVID, a lot of high school kids want to do volunteer work. Yeah to gain that too, but that's no longer needed for like college applications yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's really hard to do that. But I, I really feel like it's so funny. Um, what is the name of the movie? Uh, build it and they will come. Oh, um, the baseball movie. Yeah. Right? Build a dream. Build a dream. Yes. Dreams? Yes. Build yeah. dreams. Cause I'm, I'm hearing build it and they will come. So right. I feel like don't stress so much about that just yet. Cause I feel like if you pull on the heartstrings of people, that's where you're going to get it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I and then you, that. And recognizing that when you're working with animals, it's so fulfilling mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. It never, it never really feels like work. Right. Right. You know, I, I, I think you'll find the right people, though. See, here's the thing is that even though you have, there's concern about people not wanting to work, the right people will filter through. Yeah. You just have to kind of spread the word. Yep. You know, they keep talking about you need to make you need to be seen more. But it's not it doesn't require marketing funds. That's what I just heard. It doesn't require marketing funds, so it would be free things. Yeah. Does that make well, sense? Well yeah, we need to utilize social media more. And I think once we do get into the house, that'll be a different story. Cause then yeah. we have we have more content to really show, especially because like really how I want it to be is like I want to do group classes. I want people to come to the farm. And that's really like if it's there, like we can videotape more often and we can like really show people what we do. It's hard, even though I love the virtuals because I know how well they work, it's hard to videotape a virtual training. Like right, no one's going to sure. sit there and watch me talk to a computer screen, you know? So like I need to physically show people what we're doing and have it in right. more of a um, a face-to-face setting for clients to really get and people want to be a part of that. Yeah. And just so you know... Um, I keep hearing tell her they'll have plenty of content because all you have to do is do little video clips of you um, creating this homestead, you know, like working on it, even going to visit it. You know, once you've got it like locked in and you're not afraid of it not happening. I know that's really where we're at. We've gotten burned. How many times, how many offers did we put in that we were like, we have this. And I'm like, I am one of those people, like, I'm sure like you, yours makes more sense than mine, but like me saying, no, I have a really good feeling about this. And then like my feeling like goes up into a cloud of smoke. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so I no longer trust my gut because that didn't work out. But this one, this is funny because 
I actually posted on Facebook and it's, it's in Millstone posted in the group. I said, if anybody's looking to sell their farm, this was months ago. This was like at least four months ago I posted in this group. And this woman reached out to me and she's like, Hey, it's nine acres. And I thought the the price was really high. I was like, that's kind of like out of our comfort zone. And we were going to go see it. And then her husband like had like a heart issue. So she just didn't reach out again. So I was like, okay, that, that fell through. And then there was another house that had our interest and then that fell through. And then she popped up out of nowhere and she's like, Hey, my husband's all good. You guys want to come see the farm? And I was like, almost like the day after we realized the other house fell through. It was so weird. And that other house was just a placeholder. So I guess, you yeah. 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 So that's all it was. It was a placeholder. We yeah. went, we saw it. I said, you know, we can't offer as much as you want, but this is what we want to do. And she's, she's a horse trainer. And I was like, that's super weird. <laughs> so like, she has a dog. Like she loves everything that I told her that we wanted to do. She was like, you need this house. Like she wanted us to have it because she really wants us to do what we want to do. Like she's super jazzed. Like she, what'd she say to your mom? She was like, my, my in-laws came with us to see the house once. And Liz, the owner, she was like, this girl's going to change the world. Like I, I was listening to her and she was like, I need to go do something. <laughs> she's so funny. See? Yeah. It's like, she's but yeah, that's exactly just, you need to get your voice out there and you will attract the people yeah. that are meant to be there. You know, I really, I, I don't feel like that's a concern based on what they're telling me. It's like, that's not a concern. Yeah. Build it and they okay. will come. All right. And it will all that work makes out the me way feel better. To. Cause I was definitely, but you need to, don't be afraid to ask friends. Hey guys, can you spread the word? Share this post. Yeah. Da, 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 da. We're trying to find the right people to help us with this. You know, when it's time, when you're ready for that yeah. part. Yep. But you know, I think, I think, um, there's still a lot that you can do because they keep saying, stop putting everything on hold until. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yep. That's literally <laughs> my, that's literally in my brain. Like you should tattoo that on my forehead because that's what things have been lately. And like you said, and I don't normally get overwhelmed, but again, I'm living in my parents' home, yeah. my son, my three dogs that we have to actually separate with their dog because he gets nervous around them. So like, it's just been a lot. It's, and, yeah. and that's why like, now that we're, we're off of vacation, we got to get back on the grind and like figure everything out. We have like what about a, a month and change until we yeah move about in. five and a half weeks six if weeks if everything goes well. Yeah. But like, seems like everything's going well. We did the home inspection, so we're just hoping that the appraisal goes through and that we're on the move. Yeah. So here, here, I just heard tell her to stop saying if and say everything will go well. See, that's how I normally am. But again, my gut has not been right <laughs> lately, so I'm not trusting myself. <laughs> everything will go well. I feel like. You know, everything is happening. It's all divine timing. It's all about placement. But this, think of it as, instead of thinking of, oh my gosh, we have to wait, we have to wait, we have to wait. They're talking about, make sure you take this as an opportunity to get your mindset organized yeah. and shifted into the right place. Because once it's a go, you're going to be nonstop going. So right now is a great time to focus on getting that organized aspect. Maybe Perfect. not physically, Exactly. You might not physically be able to get organized, but you can, you know, on a laptop, kind of organize your thoughts yep. and organize, make a plan of action. Exactly. Right? So then it doesn't feel like, okay, I've got a hundred million things sitting on top of me right now, but each day it's just like three or four things, yep. two or three things. Nope. That's exactly what we need to do. Those spirits, because you man. guys do, <laughs> you guys, you guys totally have, you got this. I mean, they're like, you got this and you guys, that woman was absolutely right. You are, you, you are changing the world now. You know, I think it's the way that you guys talk about 
animals and recognize them for what their true value is in our lives is, is a beautiful thing because you're absolutely right. Some people just don't see it. You know, it's like this amazing resource that many people have in their homes, this animal that can teach us yeah. so much. And I think it's just absolutely beautiful that you guys are saying, hey, pay attention. Yeah. You know, yeah, we can offer them just as much as they offer us. Let's do this. Yeah. Let me show you how. I always say it's more yeah. emotional work than command based. And people are like, oh, yeah. what does that mean? I'm like, because traditional dog training tells us that commands is how we get a good dog. And it's not. It's not. Commands are just, uh, to me, they're just like the pocketbooks and, and, and the rings of a dog. Like, cool. Your dog can yeah. give me a paw, but is your dog happy? That's what I right. care about. Is your dog happy? Right. And dogs recognize your energy. So no matter if you say a command in a weak sense, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. If you say it in a hateful, mean sense, they might be just afraid of you. Exactly. You know? And it's and people always revert back to thinking that dogs have like, almost like when they're frustrated, right? Same thing with our kids. When our kids don't listen, we get frustrated and we think that we need to like bring down the hammer to like show right. them who's boss. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Like they're not listening for a specific reason and that's what you need to figure out. That's yeah. the problem. And people don't get that. And the same thing with dogs. They're like, oh, my dog's so stubborn. I'm like, dogs don't have that emotional capacity to be stubborn or spiteful. Right. It's, right. Not, it's, <laughs> it's not. They are not getting what they need from you and they have learned very simply that if I do X, Y, Z, I get a result, even if it's not the best result. And that's what I want people to really, yeah. truly understand. Get traditional dog training out of your head because it's BS and it means mm -hmm. nothing. I don't, again, I don't care if your dog can shake my hand. That doesn't mean <laughs> anything to me. I want to make sure that you and your dog have a good relationship and that you're not going to rehome your dog in two, three years time. Because right. it's not going your that. way. Yeah. That is what really to the core, I just want people to understand their dogs better emotionally and stop worrying about the commands because that's not what it is. Yeah, I love that. I think, uh, I think just because they're like, one more thing. Um, have you done a class on finding the right dog for you? We've talked about we that. A, I think we did a podcast. We did a, a podcast, podcast episode, episode on that about, you know, we did something short on that. Like, obviously, if you like live in an apartment, don't get a husky. Like, you know what I mean? Like things right. like that. But I do think that there needs to be a a bigger platform for people to go to understand their dogs better. Maybe me going into this a little bit more deeply. Um, yeah. I feel like yeah. if you, if you re, if you kind of like get it from the very beginning, because this is what they're showing me. They're like, it's great that you're helping train people that have their dogs already, but the ones people that are looking to get a dog or add a dog, like another dog to their family, a lot of people don't really think about. No. <laughs> what all. kind of dog the personality of the dog the no, energy people, of the dog people want they're a like, certain breed cute. yeah they're like that looks yeah. cute and like people I'm gonna say stop getting Aussie Shepherds unless you can handle an Aussie Australian Shepherd Shepherds. please for oh. the love of God stop it <laughs> people get Aussie Shepherds again they live in an apartment complex or they don't have the time for the energy that an Aussie Shepherd has but they're adorable believe me I get it they're super cute but they need a lot of work and you're yeah. only making things harder for you and for your Aussie and Shepherd. The dog. That's yeah. the thing. It's not just about you. You have to think right. about it from that that dog's point of view when you get them and what the lifestyle that you're giving them. If you're not giving them enough, they're going to get in trouble. It's the same right. thing with kids. If you don't give them enough attention and consistency, they are going to ruin your life. That's why you're I say like a lot right. of, there are some <laughs> parents who are like, oh my God, don't have kids. And I'm like, no, you just don't parent right. 
I'm yeah. sorry. And I know that sounds blunt, but don't encourage other people not to have children just because you don't know what you're doing. That's not fair. Right. <laughs> don't, don't project your issues on me. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. <laughs> You know, I'm just so glad that you joined us today. Um, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to like really know about in terms of like if they've lost a pet? Like, is there any advice you can give them on like encouraging them to to give this type of reading a try to kind of help them through? Well, I really feel like it's it's for me actually as a pet owner who's lost several dogs, um, knowing that they're still there for us in spirit and still care about us. And I feel like as a part of our soul group that they're waiting for us until we join them on the other side. And then hopefully they'll go with us if, you know, if we decide to come back in reincarnation or anything like that, and they'll be with us still. But I think it's important to recognize that even though they're no longer here physically, they're always with us energetically and spiritually. And they still try to guide us and send us new pets or new pets of friends to help us when we're when we need them they truly are I think angels on earth you know they're like a physical incarnate of spirit guides that I think that are they're not um the, their potential is not fully tapped into yeah so I feel like you know appreciate them when they're here but even appreciate them still when they're gone yep. because they're still teaching us from the other side so yeah you know yeah. what what got me the last time we spoke you were saying that Opal's still around all the time and I was like I was like, I, I always feel like she kind of is. And you were like, don't, do you feel like a brush on your leg when you're doing your makeup? And when we lived in Keyport, we only had one bathroom, unfortunately. So John and I had to share all the time and I would do my makeup in there. And I swear every single time there would be like a brush on my left calf when she was alive, she was very much like she was attached to the both of us, but she didn't like when I wasn't doing things with her. So like if I was like cooking or if I was doing my makeup, she would literally sit behind me and just paw my calf and like kind of whine a little bit. So when you said that, I was like, oh my God, she's literally like probably just sitting there with me while I'm doing my makeup. But she's like, oh my God, all you do is your makeup. Like I could just see that <laughs> happening. And like well, when you said it. The first time that ever happened to you, you like came out of the bathroom crying just I did, before I did. this even happened. And you said, I just, it, it felt like Opal just pawed the back of my leg like she always does. Like I forgot that she passed away. Like I, I turned around expecting to see her there. And there was that other time too. I went into the bedroom and the lights were off and I went to turn on the light and I just expected her to be in the bed and I lost it. Cause I don't know why, because it had been months since she passed. But for some reason, when I walked in, I felt like I could see her. And then when I turned the lights on, she obviously wasn't there, but I lost right. it. I was hysterical. I couldn't. And it was so out of nowhere. Yeah, but when we have that feeling, that sense, is you're sensing her energy there. That's why you have that expectation to see her, because you feel yeah. her presence. You know, like when you walk into a room, it might be dark and the dog is in there. You can feel that they're yes, in the room. Yes, exa- and that's what it felt yeah. like. It felt like she wasn't gone. Like she was literally, and when right. I turned the light on, she was just going to, I say looking at me, but obviously she wasn't looking at me because she was blind. But, you know, like I could just, I felt like she was there. And, and it was so, it was almost like that feeling of deja vu where it's like a snap. Yeah. And like, it was so weird. And he was like, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't put into words what the hell just happened. Cause it was literally had been months. It was so weird, but you're right. I yeah. guess she was there. And obviously when I turned the light, she still wasn't there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. So now I'm way more since obviously working with you, I'm way more in tune with certain things. Like instead of being like, Oh, like that's just me being silly. Like now I'm like, okay, they're here. Like 
like my poppy, like he loved, he was Italian. He loved Italian music. And um, recently we've been thinking that he is the ladybug and I've been seeing them everywhere. And I put on the Disney, the new Disney movie, Luca for my son. And in the beginning, it's like boopity boppity music. Cause it's like Italian. It's yeah. hysterical. And my mom came out of the lunchroom. She's like, Oh, you put on Luca again. I was like, yeah, I feel like Poppy would have really loved this, this music, this, this movie. And I walked over to the dishwasher and there was literally a ladybug on the granite just sitting oh, there I love inside. It. And I was like, that is so weird. Like, why is there a ladybug in the kitchen? Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> right after that's I said perfect. his name. It was so weird. Crazy. It's beautiful when we become aware of those, you know, signs from the other side, from pets, from loved ones and everything like that, because I think it does bring a sense of comfort. And yeah. it just reminds us that he's still we here. They're still yeah. still around. It just because they're not physically with us doesn't mean that they're not here. Absolutely. And it definitely Absolutely. makes me, I don't know about John. It definitely makes me feel a lot better about it like that really got us through losing her because it was like that was really traumatic I literally felt like I lost a child it was really tough right before having JJ I was I was literally two weeks out from having him obviously I was emotional more so right (laughs) we both felt like that yeah yeah it was bad it was really bad but talking to you I mean totally changed the way that I view it and now that you say like I remember you saying like she said if we didn't take her, she would have been thrown in the trash, which she would have. Yeah. She would have been euthanized um, for being blind in general. And then, like, you know, working with her so much and giving her everything that we could while she was here, even though it was a short time, we did as much as we could with her. And and I and I feel better that she knows that. Like, that's how she feels. So it definitely gave me some peace for sure. Right. I love that. It's so beautiful. Yay. <laughs> um, so anything else that you would like to Tell our listeners about what you do and how the animals come through. Anything that sticks out that maybe they wouldn't think of? You know, it's interesting because uh, I did a reading a few months ago where this woman had lost, I believe it was a Bichon. And um, I told her how how this Bichon, because there was a younger dog in the house as well. The Bichon was trying to train the younger dog because the Bichon knew she was going to pass, even though she wasn't sick. Okay. But, you know, like she was coming through in the reading saying she was trying really hard to train the younger the younger dog in the house to do the things like look after you and take care of you and, and be with you and, and curl up around your head when you sleep. I said, but she kept saying that this younger dog wants nothing to do with you and wants to be with the dad. And she's like, <laughs> that's absolutely correct. <laughs> And I said, but brutally honest, mind, right, right. Just keep in mind the the Bichon is talking about how the younger dog has got the house, you know, like the house is taken care of, yeah. you know, um, not to worry about it. And I said, I don't, I don't necessarily feel like another animal is coming in. She goes, I don't want any more pets. You know, yeah, this is where I want to be right now. We want to start traveling. And I said, totally understandable. Um, but just be aware that although this dog might not, the one that's still living, might not have a connection with you, mm-hmm. like your old one did, um, they're still taking care of the house. Yeah. So, you know, the energy in the house is good. Yeah. This dog it's is just there for not you your time. You it's just not your it's time. It's just not your time. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently your dog, your husband needs the dog more than yeah. you right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is interesting, some of the information that comes through in reading from dogs, because it's kind of like, really? You know, this is, and how do you Not explain that without hurting somebody's feelings? <laughs> but it was interesting. Thank God, uh, thank God this woman was like, no, this, she everything got it, you're saying yeah. sounds just like my yeah. dog, you know? She goes, I, the personality is just coming through That's in so this. Funny. And it, it's just, 
she's totally, she's like, I don't think that my dog, I don't think the Bichon would have wanted anybody to take her place. Yeah. So, you know, that makes complete sense to me. She's trying to teach the other dogs step up and take the role that I had, but at the same time, but you know, not so, yeah. not too close. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I did just so, think of a question. Um, you know, I was thinking about like, and I don't know if you have any information on this, but I was thinking about like Opal and Oakley were very, very close. Like that was really the only dog that he really played with. I've never really seen him play other than like Tishy like a few times and very, very briefly. And I don't see him as comfortable playing with Tishy as he was with Opal. And I know if it's because she was a baby when when they met and obviously Tasha's much older. Um, but like when sibling dogs pass away, how do the current dogs here, like do they let them go? Do they constantly think about them? Like how does, is, I'm sure it's different between each sibling, right? Right. It's different because it, it, it depends on the hierarchy. You know how there's always mm-hmm. like one alpha of the, the, the first siblings and everything like that. Um, usually somebody will step up into that placement, okay. right? The, the shit, the roles will shift. Okay. Every dog's personality is a little bit different. There's obviously this morning time, but they can sense, the spirit of the dog come through. Gotcha. So there are times like, um, I'm asking, hold on, I'm just going to ask Opal, like how, Opal keeps showing me that she would, she's, she's not playful with Oakley so much, but more, she keeps showing me like Oakley curled up and Opal like by the, by the belly. So there's a picture. That's where she used to sleep when she was a baby. She would literally sleep in his stomach. Like that's, just how they would sleep. She was always Aww. on top of him. She adored him. She followed him everywhere. And he was so yeah. tolerant of her because she she would like bite his face and like <laughs> just like nibble on his ear. Like I have tons of videos of that. Lick and his she would, lips. Yeah, lick his lips. She was always licking his lips. I was like, what are you doing? And he's just sitting there. He was so tolerant <laughs> of her. And like I literally have a video of her as a baby. He's on the couch and she was like on top of him and she's nibbling his ear and I go, Opal Marie. And I just see, she obviously, again, can't see, but she knew where my voice was coming from and she would just like pop up and look at me like I wasn't doing anything. Like she was so (laughs) cute with him. But like, I just wonder, like, I think because he was, he laid down with her when, when we let her go, they can't like Dr. Mammon came to the house with Danielle and, um, they did it in our living room and he was there with her. And I, I just wonder if he knew that she crossed over. I think he knew that it was com- that it was coming for yeah. some time. Yeah, I think um, all all the animals in the house know when that's coming. You know, I think it's really interesting because even I have a good friend who has several cats, and the cats will say the same thing that we're preparing the the family for yeah. my passing. Okay, you know, like I remember, um, she, you know, the same friend, her cat. She's like, I I feel like my cat is sick, but the doctors keep saying there's nothing wrong. And she's like, can you try to connect with the cat? You know, still living. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll try. And um, I said, but this cat just keeps worrying about you. Worried about you, worried about you, worried about you. And she goes, there's something wrong with him. I know there's something. Took him to the vet, kept doing all these tests, found out he was sick. Ended up passing within a couple of days. Wow. And I said, I didn't see that coming at all. You know, I said, but this cat was only worried about you. Yeah. Like, wor- just worried about you. Kept saying, mom needs to take care of herself. Mom needs to look after herself. And I said, I, I, I feel like, like, connecting with him after he passed, I, I said, he was more worried about how you were going to take his passing. Yeah. Than, than he about was worried himself. about. 
They're so mm-hmm. self, again, we can take so much information and learn from them so much because yeah, yeah, dogs, they, they animals in general, they're just, they're not self-centered like humans can be. And it's crazy. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm grateful that, that my husband agreed to let me get one dog, let alone two. <laughs> <laughs> well, John and I had that, that uh, thing now it's like, what's one more dog at this point? Right, right. <laughs> And I feel like the same thing after kids. Once you have two, what's one more? Like, I don't, you know. Right. Oh, no. I, I, I might argue that with three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah, four. No. He wants three. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But no, yes. Yes. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to have these amazing souls in my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for everyone that's able to have dogs. Yeah. Or cats or any kind of pet. I mean, the energy that you regain from being around animals, it just, it's so recharging for us as souls mm-hmm. and, and just a beautiful recognition of the unconditional love and understanding that receiving and giving love is a natural, just amazingly beautiful energy exchange that I think we're all deserving of. And I think dogs remind us of that. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely beautiful. You know what I just thought of also? Um, my best friends, brothers, sisters, husband has a daughter. They came up from Florida. They didn't, they have two kids, two boys. They never wanted a dog. They were not dog people. They met Oakley at New Year's Eve, like three years ago. They now have two dogs because of <laughs> they fell in love with him, in love with him. Now they have two dogs and they're like, we have never been happier. They're just like so glad that that happened again. Like, like you said, things happen for a reason that yeah. needed, they needed to meet Oakley to like have that rest of their, their life. Like now they have two dogs to love up on and now these kids can grow up with them and it's, it's life changing. And I guess I'm, I'm grateful that he can do that for people. That's you. I love that. He's my boy. (laughs) I love him. Um, all right. So John, do you have any other questions? Uh, where can our listeners find you if they want to get a reading? I have a website. It's just NicoleGlosser.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E-G-L-O-S-S-E-R.com. And on there, you can schedule appointments um, and find out all your information that you need to know. Perfect. And all that happens virtually, so they don't need to be in Michigan. Uh, They just need access to, I guess, FaceTime, Zoom, Skype. Yeah, FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, or just phone. And then I believe you're on Facebook as well, right? I am, and Instagram. So it's just Nicole Glosser. Yep. Perfect, awesome. and I'll link to all those in the show notes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. It's always, it's always an awesome time getting it's to talk all, to Yeah, you. it's very enlightening, and it. Uh, you know what? I think coming back from vacation, like we needed to talk to Nicole. This needed yeah. to happen. And today. this wasn't intended to be a reading <laughs> for us either. Yeah, so it wasn't. Yeah, if just, you're listening and like that's a weird reading, like this is more of we just wanted to talk about this. And if you get a reading, I think that you're going to be very, very happy about it. And let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Reach out to us on social media. Yeah. If you get a chance to talk to Nicole, and we really like to hear your story. And I will say, just as so our listeners know, the first time we ever did anything with Nicole, John, she could not see John, and she could not see my father-in-law. And I remember my father-in-law's dad came through so hard, and your dad was, like, yeah. bawling. Like, and you couldn't even see him. Like, he wasn't on the screen. Like, so, this is no joke. <laughs> like, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, she couldn't even see him. You didn't even know he was there. <laughs> He didn't say right. a word the entire time. <laughs> so weird. So you have a true, true gift. And thank you. Oh, I appreciate thank you. it. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm just glad I'm able to share it. So thank you so much for having me on today. Awesome. All right, Nicole, you have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. 
All right. Thank so that's all we too. have for this episode. Bye. Please go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We're always putting out fun facts and little information and subscribe to this podcast. Send it to somebody in your life that has a dog that you think would really appreciate this podcast and the info we put yes. out. And until next week. Class dismissed.